0: Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 602 of the Juicebox podcast. I don't normally like to date the episodes, but I am recording this for you on December 27th, 2001. By recording this, I mean the ads. I think the actual recording was made some months ago. But I'm telling you because today's guest is Beth. Beth is a newly diagnosed type one, who is also the mother of a child with type one diabetes. I know that Beth is the mother of a child with type one because on July 7th, 2015, she and her then husband were guests on the 23rd episode of my podcast. While that sinks in, please remember that nothing you hear on the juice box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. This episode of the juice box podcast is sponsored by touched by type one. Please visit them at touched by one.org or find them on Facebook and Instagram touched by type one's mission is to elevate awareness of type one diabetes, raise funds to find a cure and inspire those with diabetes to thrive. You should check out what they're doing at touched by one.org.
1: I'm Beth and I have a, son who was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes six and a half years ago when he was two years old, uh, four weeks before his sister was born, and I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes six months ago when I was 38.
0: Whose high alarm was that, yours or his?
1: That was mine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Are you nervous?
1: Um, A little bit.
0: You shouldn't be, though, right? Not
1: You've right. To... I shouldn't be because I've done this once before, but yeah. I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, don't worry about that. Take care of your blood sugar if you need to. There's so much to ask here. Where do I start? Um, you're like one of Daddy's friends before the divorce, kind of thing. Like I, you're, you were on the podcast in the very, very beginning. Am I wrong? Like,
1: yeah, that's that is very accurate. I think I was. I don't know. It's in the 30s. I think. I, I want to say, but I, think, I can't really remember.
0: I think so too. It was far enough back that the um, naming system I had for it was different, and so I—it's not even easy for me to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: were we were Jack's mom and dad. I do remember that.
0: Okay, hold on a second. Oh wait, no, hold on a second. Yours was thirty-one. This is super interesting. Episode oh, wow. thirty-one was called Pie Attack. Because of your because of your married name,
1: nope, that's not me. That's not.
0: Wait a minute. Hold <laughs> on a second. That's not you.
1: That's not me.
0: <laughs> right, hold on. Let me Google some more. All right. <laughs> hold on a second. I'll find it. I'm so bad at searching my own blog. That's crazy. I should be better at this. I just did like your first name, and I was like, oh, it popped right up. I was like, this is definitely it. Um right, What do you think the title was?
1: <laughs> I think I think it was Jack's mom and dad. Alright, hold on. Jack's dad and mom. Because both me and my ex-husband were on at the same time. We were still married at the time.
0: I have it. I have it. I have it. Twenty-three. Oh my God.
1: This is Oh my you. gosh.
0: I remember you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my
0: wow. This I'm was I'm
1: hoping that's a good thing.
0: Of course it is July twenty fifteen. And it's June twenty twenty one right now.
1: It's been a wild six years.
0: I was gonna say that's six years ago. You totally took away my my joy of knowing how many years it's been since twenty fifteen. Um, oh I'm so sorry. Don't, don't don't apologize. But even crazier, there are two people named Beth that were on the show in the beginning <laughs> who I don't think are married anymore. Oh do you think the uh. show is bad luck for women named Beth?
1: Um, or good luck?
0: Oh, never mind. <laughs> Good riddance.
1: <laughs> well, I no, mean, no, I'm, I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus who can't stand up here and defend themselves, but, you know, I'm in a better place.
0: Good for you. I all feel. All right. Well, so this is, all right, hold on a second. This has completely fried my mind, um, but I'm together now because in in my heart, you were the other Beth. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say this before we move forward to the other Beth. I'm glad you don't have diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> but in my mind, for the last six months, you have. So I don't know if she still listens or not, but that uh, that is absolutely crazy. Okay. All right. So a lot has happened since then. So when you came on six years ago, you had two fairly small children. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, because um, Jack, Jack was two at the time, or two and a half by that point. Mm-hmm. And uh, Evie was not even four months, I think.
0: OK, she's I have a picture of her. She's super tiny in the photograph. So, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. That was her newborn picture. And okay. so, yeah, she was she was teeny tiny.
0: So back um, back then, Jack was tell me again, how old
1: he was two and a half.
0: And he how was, how long he had, had he had diabetes at that point?
1: Uh, Six months. Was not I, even? Six. Yeah, it was like it might have even been five.
0: Was I any good at the podcast back then? Was I really? Oh, thank you. That's nice. I was certain you would say no.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I absolutely, um, I absolutely loved listening. And had it not been for um, the divorce (laughs) happening a year later, um, I would have continued to listen, but it just kind of got to be too much. But I have caught up on four years of podcasts in four months. So
0: well, thank you. I just announced today <laughs> on the Facebook machine that the podcast is currently <laughs> averaging three and a half downloads per minute.
1: That is awesome.
0: I, I want six, Beth. I just saw. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I, saw. I mean, you—you you are the constant overachiever. So, uh,
0: I—it's funny. I don't think I overachieve in anything but this. I think of myself more as competitive with myself. So <laughs> oh, I, every time I see the number, I'm like, uh, but couldn't it be more? And right. and then I, I get like I think of ways to reach more people and but it's at least yeah. it's a nice thing the competitiveness gets used in a good way which is
1: oh absolutely yeah because yeah, I mean I can I like especially these last like since I started re listening again I'm like oh this is like getting therapy on an extra day
0: <laughs> oh thank you I should charge for that forty dollars <laughs> a month Patreon.
2: No, there you go. I'm
0: definitely not. Doing that. <laughs> that sounds horrible to me. Um, although there is somebody who came to me the other day, you know, there are business people who see that you have a popular thing and they'll come to you and say, here's how you can monetize your ideas. And I'm like, thank you. No, thank you. Like I have to say no, thank you to a lot of people. Um, right. But one of them was, one of them said, imagine if you would charge 50 cents for a download or $5 a month and for each person listening. And I said, I can't imagine that because if I stop and think about that, that will make me want to do that um, because I would like to retire too someday. So, uh, I, so I'm <laughs> like, please don't tell me about that. I'm like, I very badly want this show to remain uh, free to the people who are listening to it. So no, thank you. And please, please, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Um, but
1: what- no, no, I'm just, I, I think I would speak for probably most of the people listening or, or all of them uh, when I just say, we can't thank you enough. No, I mean, it, it's just, uh, it's, it's not just a management podcast. It's, it's a humanitarian. Oh,
0: wait a minute. I'm almost it's, like it's, Nelson Mandela for diabetes. You're saying,
1: yeah, sort of. I mean, you're like, you no, know, I'm not saying not with that with the apartheid bit. I mean, that might be going a tad <laughs> bit too you far. You think
0: Nelson Mantel is a little too much of a shining star in this maybe. scenario? All right, hold on a you
1: second. Maybe a hair's breadth too far. Right, uh, but <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's a welcome reminder that we're not alone and that we all have struggles and that we all have struggles outside of diabetes, yeah. right? It's just like it adds to it. Right, it's it's the one more thing that nobody really wants one more thing yeah. to be.
0: Well, I'm super happy that it it provides that for you. I'm going to ask you one difficult question so that we can leap forward and ask the rest of them. Uh yep. was the dissolving of your marriage to do in any way with diabetes?
1: I had a feeling that would come up. Um I can't say that it it was specifically to that. There were a number of other um probably more heavily contributing factors. Um, But from my standpoint, there were, I I can't say that it wasn't, but um, not directly.
0: Wow. You just talked all the way around that, Beth. Okay. So I'm not asking your personal, (laughs) I don't want to like, you understand, I'm not asking for your personal details, like about your divorce. I just want to know, did diabetes add is that what you're saying that it added stress on top of an already stressed issue? Yes. Okay. That's fair. I would think that it's added stress to all of us. (laughs) Uh, And that there's like four people listening right now. They're like, my life is perfect. So diabetes wasn't that much worse. And everyone else feels that exact way. So I just didn't want to gloss over it because if I was listening as a listener I'd wonder the whole time and I didn't want right. people to be wondering when I started asking you really other questions that I'm super interested in so first of all how is Jack doing
1: um, Jack's doing good we've uh, you know we did struggle for a while in his agency to get up um, into the nines unfortunately um, you know there's all kinds of ways that I could talk around that but uh, life is distracting and um, we were able to refocus, and he's now back down to seven point one. So hopefully, uh, we'll get him under the sevens in the next within the within the year.
0: Did it become? I don't want to. I don't want to attach it to something meaningless. But again, all of my examples that pop in my head are always stupid. But um, give me a second. So w- what I was thinking was, is it like when you want to do the laundry and mop the kitchen floor today? but the laundry ends up being slightly more important. So you don't mop the floor for six months. Kind of. Okay. So, so
1: it's, it's, it's also one of those, um, you know, I acted as a single mom for, you know, a number of years and, and I, you know, I worked full time. Yeah. Right. And so around single, you know, single mom, uh evie wasn't even too um it just kind of got lost in the mix and um i probably slept through more high alarms overnight than i had prior prior to
0: gotcha and that's just the the function of you need to get up and go to work in the next day or your guys are going to have bigger problems is, is that how it feels right yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: i mean there's that yeah.
0: <laughs> Um any uh sadness on your part after um,
1: everything? In regards to what? I'm I, sorry. I don't know.
0: Did you did you go through a period of like feeling down after the divorce or was it invigorating? My I'm I only have my mother's divorce to draw from. My mom
1: acted right. like she
0: was okay but seemed pretty sad, got thrust into a full-time job that she didn't have prior to that. And then seemingly ignored everything around the house because that was pretty much all she could handle.
1: Right. So I think for me, it was just kind of, I threw myself into survival mode almost. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there wasn't, I think any grieving that I did, I did prior to the divorce. Okay. Okay. Um, cause I, I had hit a point to where I, I, I had done what I felt I could do and I was, I was just done. And so that grieving process for the most part happened up to the point to the, where the papers were signed and then it was kind of a, you know, take a breath and move forward.
0: It was kind of processed for you by then. Yeah. Got it. Um, kids went, stayed, did you have to change homes or did you get to stay where you were?
1: We did. Um, So we sold the home that we were in and then I moved to a townhome for about a year. And then uh, my current husband and I, we weren't married at the time, but we we went ahead and bought a house together.
2: Um,
1: Yeah. And so, yeah. So
0: I'm sorry. I know this is all incredibly difficult, but you must have known that when you reached out,
2: right? So, um,
1: Um, yeah, no, I mean, I I, like, I'm, I'm prepared. Like I, I don't, you know, you can try to make me cry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you think I'm trying to make people cry? Most of the time, most of the time (laughs) I'm trying not to cry myself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Although I'm sure it would do wonders for ratings. So I,
0: I listen, we're not going to make you cry just so more people will listen, but if that's going to work, then we'll just we'll pick a time in every episode and people will cry together it'll be nice. Um there you go. so okay. So during this kind of transitional period would would you say you lost focus on Jack's diabetes or how how do you describe what happened as you drifted away from where you were to where you ended up and then what right. what made you like kind of go oh I got to move this in the other direction.
1: Yeah, so part of it was certain aspects had kind of been moved out of my realm of overseeing, (laughs) right? Um, Like you probably should not text your ex-husband at two in the afternoon and say, Hey, more insulin. Um, That's not going to be taken (laughs) well.
0: Does he respond back? You left me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I never tried it, so I don't know. Oh, I
0: see. You weren't certain where it was going to go. So, so, um, so, so, people who did not grow up in a divorced like household are probably not going to see as much humor in this as I do. But uh, uh, so, Jack spent time with his dad and he spent time with you. There was one set of management with you and one set of management with his father. Is that fair? Correct.
1: Correct. And you didn't feel. And then I'm. Top of that, he also started daycare um, about a month after we moved, and that took some adjusting on their part as well. Now they were they were super cooperative and um, very vigilant, Um, but a lot of daycares use a lot of processed food, and then they also have snacks of things like you know pop tarts or. Um, let's make fruit kebabs or, you know, how many carbs can we shove into your kid at three o'clock? And then you're going to try and feed them dinner at five thirty.
0: We like to make them sleepy for the end of the day. So they don't fight putting their coats back on.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> what we do is we pack them full of carbs and then they just kind of slow down a little bit. They're less ornery. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, it's crazy knowing what daycare costs that, that, that wouldn't at least come with like something that wasn't a pop tart <laughs> terrible. <laughs> And you're stuck, right? Like, I think that's important for people to remember is that you're not, like, you're not the queen of, like, whales or something. I'm sure the whales doesn't have a queen, but they must have a princess or something like that. And, uh, like, you're not, like, sitting on a pile of gold trying to decide what to do next with your fancy life. You're you're out busting your ass. You got a job. You're trying to, like, keep all this stuff up in the air, trying to have, like, a life for yourself. Like, there's a lot going on in that tiny little space and time. Um and so as it drifts up as 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 a 1C goes up and up um are you thinking like how does it does it happen so incrementally that you don't feel it is it like gaining 10 pounds
1: Oh no no well i mean for me gaining 10 pounds i i feel gaining 10 pounds um but there's there's a lot of you know self-flagellation that goes along with it of like ah oh, i'm not doing a good job ah oh, still not doing a good job oh i'm doing an even worse job and that i mean it doesn't really help anything right because it's still not solving the problem Mm -hmm. um you know and probably within the last two years is when we've really started to see his a1c come back down so there was there was probably a two and a half year time period where it It went up and I just said, that's, that's enough. Like, I just can't, we can't keep doing this. Mm -hmm. And, um,
0: What's the fix then? How do you, how do you jumpstart it?
1: Um, One meal at a time. Um, I mean, really it was just, let me see if I can get one meal down. Let me just see if I can get a dinner. Mm-hmm. And okay, well, he's he's going to bed at a stable rate. Okay, let's see if we can get him to stay stable overnight. Would you and
0: I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off.
1: No, no, that's fine. Um it, it's just the the once you once we got him in range, right? It's easier to keep him in range. Mm-hmm. But the the problem was, and it and it continues to be right. If something goes a little hinky, um, and his blood sugar shoots up, um, trying to get it back down and get it back down safely, um, you know, because when he was diagnosed at. Two, you know, a half a unit is is an insane amount of insulin at that age. Right. And then, you know, fast forward a couple of years and half a unit is, I mean, it's not nothing, but but it doesn't do the same thing.
0: All right. I have to say something and then I'm going to ask a question. And please, I am not making fun of you. It's just so (laughs) worth pointing out. A couple of minutes ago. You meant self-flagellation, which, you know, means to inflict pain on oh. in yourself. And you said self-flatuation, <laughs> which I think is something about farting. So um, it, it's very possible, very possible that you may have inadvertently named your episode self-flatulence.
1: Oh. oh, damn, because so, I actually had a good one in the back of my head.
0: You're going to have to come up with something way better as we move forward to knock that out of my head. Now, now, speaking of getting something knocked out of your head, it's occurring to me as I'm putting this timeline together that you have a very young son diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. In that first year, we all know that time to be chaotic. And then you get divorced, which I'm assuming puts kind of a pause on your ability to dig into the type 1. So is it almost like when your head comes up above water, is it almost like he was just diagnosed? Or am I Um, wrong about that? I mean, you still dealt with it day to day, but I mean, if we're being fair in eight and nines, there was some stuff being missed in there. So,
1: Oh, absolutely. I think it was going through some of the education again, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: right? It was, you know, kind of reintroduction of like looking at what we can, what I consider to be high readjusting my expectations. Okay. Because you know, when you're you know, I I guess I kind of only had so much bandwidth and so then I was hitting that like, oh, it's it's just 180. It's okay. Yeah. Oh, it's just 200. Well, it's it's not it's still under 200. It's okay. Right? And yeah. then those creep away from you.
0: Yeah, you just keep raising the ceiling.
1: And then I, you know, it was just kind of hitting this point of, you know, that's it. The, his A1C is not going any higher than this. And we're, we're going to go about this the way that I was going about it at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And hopefully we see some more success.
0: And how did that, how were you able to impact the split household situation or has that changed since then?
1: It, it hasn't. Um, but, um, you know, my, my husband is really great. Um, he actually helps me manage mine as well. Um, I can't
0: wait to get to that part. Yeah. <laughs> the only <laughs> podcast in the world where people are super excited that you got diabetes, but go
1: ahead. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> um, yeah, so he he helps out because he um, he's a stay-at-home stepdad, so he helps out with school time, he helps out um, with after school. Um, you know, he he kind of takes care of the overnights for the most part. Yeah. Um, and so he was able to, you know, because Jack was still, the last time that he was actually in a school uh, was first grade. Um, but he was able to call up to the nurse and say, hey, um, go ahead and up his basil and give him a bolus of, you know, 0.75. Hmm.
0: Beth, how many um, men are you supporting at this point?
1: <laughs> uh, the four of us. Just the four of
0: us. I'm just, uh, I I, I, I spent a lot of time being a stay-at-home dad feeling like, uh, I don't make any money. I always felt, I felt very badly about it, but I'm just teasing. I don't think that at all. I think that stay-at-home parents do an amazing thing.
2: Oh, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah
0: absolutely definitely do. Definitely teasing. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you're getting help from, from another person. Now, how long have you been remarried?
1: Uh, since February. Oh, congratulations. so, uh, coming up on four months here.
0: Oh, wow. It's very new. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. Hey, should yeah. we
0: book six months from now and you can tell me about your third husband or, or six years? From now?
1: Uh, yeah, let's try six <laughs> years. I want to give this one at least six give months. Give this guy a good roll first.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, now that's really wonderful. Congratulations. Uh, Thank how did you. you guys meet? I'm interested in how, how you meet during a pandemic and get married.
1: Um, well, we actually um were um sort of uh, college sweethearts. Uh we did it in college for a few months. Um kind of sort of kept in touch with each other um off and on. And uh as I was going through the divorce, we reconnected mm-hmm. and uh yeah, so we've we've actually been together um, yeah, you know, since later on in,
0: in 2016. I see. Oh, uh, yeah. You didn't meet on, like, Grindr or Twinder. I don't know no. any of the apps. So I'm not sure which ones are appropriate for you. But uh, <laughs> I think there's one now called Hinge, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Oh, that should be interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I should never get divorced, as I will not be able <laughs> to find another human being through an app. That would be a, a horrifying thing. Can you imagine? Yeah. Is it I, is exactly. it hard as an adult with two kids to say to somebody, like, hey, um, look at me. I'm a package like is that scary or not with the right person it isn't
1: um i don't think with the right person it, you know with with jordan it was you know all cards were out on the table from the get go and i was like look dude uh i got a kid with a chronic illness so that's not going away mm-hmm. um so you know, you, you want to continue this. You just need to know what you're signing up for. Yeah. And, um, you know, I sent him, uh, I think like a pancreas and sugar surfing in the mail. Uh, Cause he actually was living two hours away from here as well. <laughs> so is like, anything in your well, life easy? <laughs> uh, No, no. Because, you know, when you also stop and think about it, my diagnosis was in the, height of the pandemic
2: yeah
0: i just want to know i was getting ready to jump into that I, i'm glad yeah. you felt the vibe um <laughs> i what i want to know is did he did you get married and then you got type one or did you get type one right before you got married
1: so i got type one and when i was in the icu and they were asking for next of kin i tried to put him down and they were like what's your relationship?" He's my life partner. Yeah. No, that doesn't work. What's your mother's name?
0: We dated in high school, (laughs) college.
1: (laughs) It's like, uh, okay. And, um, you know, I let him know that. And we had kind of been talking about getting married, but then that was kind of the impetus of like, all right, let's go down to the courthouse.
0: (laughs) Oh, so wait, so this isn't a good guy. He thought he was going to get your stuff. I know. I guess that's not it. Right. (laughs) You wouldn't trade taking care of a kid with diabetes for like a DVD player in twenty movies, probably. I don't think so. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah. Nah. So okay. So how did you? All right. Uh, I guess how did you figure out you had type one? What happened?
1: Um. Well, and we actually think that I may have had Lotta that I ignored for years. Um. But it kind of started with uh, a yeast infection.
0: As every I, good story does.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. And I I am not prone to yeast infections. I think I've had two my entire life. Mm-hmm. And this one came on and was not going away. I mean, I think I struggled with this for four months. Wow. And I was seeing doctors. I was I was getting you know, I was getting antifungal oral medic- medicine, I was getting topical medicine, I was getting um, internal creams, um, and it just would not go away. And the lab results were not coming back positive for yeast. So we kept thinking, oh, shit, I've got cancer. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And... Then they reran the yeast culture, and it came back positive. And my immediate thought was, "Oh, sh- shoot! Sugar feeds yeast." Mm.
0: Did you? And have, did you say it out loud? You're like, "Hey, I have diabetes." <laughs> like, did you tell somebody, or did they figure it out on their own?
1: Uh, well, I, I figured it out. I called Jordan into my office because I've, I've been working from home and I said, I, I think this might be diabetes. And he just looked at me and said, okay. Well, now what? I said, well, let me test my blood sugar after lunch. So I had a salad and the world's tiniest cookie. And an hour later, checked my blood sugar. It was over 300. No. And I came right? Check it again. Oh, I'm still over 300.
0: Try a different finger. <laughs> Maybe all the sugars in this one finger,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh. So i I call my mom and I'm like, "Hey, my blood sugar is over 300. I think I have diabetes." And she's like, "No, that could be that could be any any number of things. I, I'm in a meeting. I gotta go. Bye." Okay. So then I call my doctor. I'm like, hey. Uh, So I checked my blood sugar. I had a salad and a small cookie. He's like, you can't check your blood sugar after you've had a cookie. I'm like,
0: cookies don't make your blood sugar 300 if your pancreas works. I hope everyone understands that, even though your doctors and your mother don't seem to.
1: (laughs) Right. So, uh, So he said, well, send me a fasting blood sugar in the morning. And this is an empirical question and I'm a very logical person normally. Um, and so I'm like, okay, there's like some facts around this and he wants a, a, a he wants a, a measure that he knows is controlled. So okay. So I struggle through the rest of the day, send him a blood sugar in the morning and it's, 257 I want to say. Yeah. Somewhere around there. And he's like, "Okay, well, I'm going to send in a prescription for metformin for you and we'll have a consultation tomorrow."
0: Even though your kid has type 1?
1: That was what and I said, "So you don't think I said, "You don't think this is type 1?" He said, "No, nor type 1 normally presents with high, with a higher blood sugar.
0: Not if you catch it sooner."
1: Right. Well, and the other thing too, which retrospectively, um, I think, had I not already been in in DKA, I would have thought through this a little bit more.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I had checked my ketones as well, and they were five point six on a blood meter. My God,
0: this guy's sending you metformin. <laughs> yeah. Where do these? Do they just hand these licenses out now at this point? Are there too many hot uh, colleges making doctors? What's happening? I, I'm an idiot, Beth. Let's be clear about that. And I could have diagnosed you off the things you just said. <laughs> I mean, my goodness, that's well, terrible. And,
1: and and here's the funny thing. So that was that was a Tuesday, and so I had an appointment with my therapist, um, who happened to have been uh, who have who did a research project on um, exercise and diabetes at the Jocelyn Institute, um, when she was younger. And so I kind of, you know, she had been aware that we were concerned about cancer. And I said, well, I'm 99.9% sure that I don't have cancer. And she was like, well, that's good. And I said, but I'm 99.9% sure that I have diabetes. And I think if she could have crawled through the computer screen, she probably would have. Because, oh. I mean, she was totally floored. And then I told her what was going on, and she said, you don't have type 2. She said, if this is type 2, I'll eat my hat.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, obviously. <laughs> How long did it take your poor vagina to bounce back after all this?
1: <laughs> By that time, I had been through, I think, eight rounds of an oral antifungal and three rounds of creams And by that time, it finally had healed up. Thankfully.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't (laughs) have one, but that seemed horrible. Uh, So it
1: was—it was pretty awful. Like it was—I mean, not to get too totally TMI or graphic here, but uh, it was skin on my legs that was starting to not be skin anymore.
0: Oh my god! Yeah, it's not like if you break your wrist, you can just put it in a cast and let it heal. (laughs) You still got to use that thing. You know what I mean? Right. At least for the basic stuff, Uh, and hopefully the other stuff. um (laughs) boy you're quite a catch i can see how you guys ended up married this is something
1: (laughs) right i just come with all the bells and whistles
0: you're like listen here's what i have to offer i got two kids one of them has type 1 diabetes i think i have diabetes my uh my hooch is pretty busted up and uh and uh uh, i'm in a townhouse so uh come on over sign the papers (laughs) well he must really love you (laughs)
1: you know he's he's a pretty stand-up guy i I gotta say say.
0: that's excellent all right so you do you even end up in the hospital over this or do you even make it to metformin guy
1: i do so i i don't make it to metformin guy because this is this is tuesday this is 10 days before christmas too because we don't do things simple here and i'm i'm trying to avoid going to the hospital because there's a pandemic going on. Yeah, and I just don't know how much insulin to give myself. Is really where I'm at, right? You know, because I've got a. At this point, I have an eight-year-old, and I know what works on an eight-year-old isn't going to work on a thirty-eight-year-old. So I don't really know.
0: Did you just try? <sighs> Did you like? I I feel like I would try.
1: I I probably, in retrospect, should have uh-huh. considering what. I dealt with at the hospital, um, and oddly <laughs> enough, my brother-in-law, through my husband, his my my husband's sister, husband, has type one diabetes.
0: Your brother-in-law. You said brother-in-law, which I understood, and then you <laughs> described it a different way.
1: Right. Well, just to where it's just where, yeah. You're like my brother-in-law, <laughs> so then
0: you're like my husband's sister's husband's husband. Sisters, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah your just brother-in-law. So that there's
1: no blood relation, like there's I hear no. You. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he has type one, and so my husband is messaging back and forth with his brother-in-law saying, "Hey, he's like, well, you know, you could always try just giving her five units and see if it drops." And I'm just. You know, and I'm thinking about what five units does to Jack. And I'm thinking, you're not getting near me with five units of insulin. I don't know what that's going to do. <laughs> and I don't have a continuous glucose monitor. So there's no way.
0: <laughs> Isn't that funny? That's interesting. I was wondering like where you would fall, like like how it would feel. I, that's the part of your story, I think, that's that that's, we haven't tapped into yet that I'm super excited to talk about, which is, did any of what you understood for your son translate to you?
1: Oh, absolutely. Okay. Just scaled up.
0: Just not that day when you were like, right. Hey, what's going right. on here? Okay. So you end up in the hospital then?
1: So I do. Cause you know, it, I had hit a point to where we had realized that I was, I was too far gone to mess with it at home. I see. Um, because at that point we really, I, I had also dropped about 35 pounds in three months. Um, you know, and I had thought I had been being super healthy by drinking all this water. And that was what was making me pee so much, right? All the classic signs finally kind of clicked. And that was the point to where I just, you know, and I think I had had a low carb dinner for, uh, I'd had a low carb dinner that night and passed out on the couch. And uh, Jordan just kind of looked at me and was like, you were going to go to the hospital one way or the other, even if I had to toss you in the car and then throw you out of it
0: <laughs> into the ER room. Blow the horn. Come get this one. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I'll take the other two home.
0: Diabetes and check her hooch. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the important thing. They just drove away. Yeah. Fix all the stuff <laughs> I need and make sure she doesn't die. And they just drove away because <laughs> of the COVID
2: again. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so you, you go in so through the, go ER? the ER? Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, and we had, you know, we're we're in North Dallas, and so there's a number of hospitals to choose from, right? And so we we saw one that had an endo um, attached to it, and so we thought, okay, we'll go we'll go to this one because they have a specialty available right. that we'll probably need. Um, so I go into the ER, and I'm like, I have. I have diabetes, but I don't know what type and I need a diagnosis, which is probably not the right thing to say, but it was really what my brain could get out at that point. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, yeah, okay. And the ER doc comes in and he was like, so what's going on? And I said, well, I have, I, I tested my blood sugar at home. I have diabetes, but I don't know what type. My son has type one. I'm pretty sure it's type one. But if we could run the antibody tests, that would be great. And obviously everything else that you guys need to do. And he just kind of looks at me. He's he go, Okay. Well, we're going to verify that. We're going to run your a one C like, okay, sure. And then, you know, they draw blood and have you pee in a cup and all of this. Um, and my a one C was 11. So they're like, yeah, you've got diabetes. Okay.
0: Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate <laughs> and, you agreeing with
1: me. you know, and there was, you know, there was glucose in my urine. And I think when they did a finger stick, it was 287.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, you had the low carb meal. Right. that, right? Yeah.
1: And so... Yeah, they they start getting me hooked up to stuff and I'm still asking for the antibody test. Oh, they'll pull that for you in the ICU. Okay. But you probably have type two. Like, And I'm just, I'm sitting there going, like, I know I need to lose a few pounds here, but you haven't taken my medical history. Right. It's just, so, okay. ha-
0: you know, it happens to everybody, right, Beth? Like like doctors are just like they go, Hey, you have weight to lose. You have type two diabetes. Hey, you don't have weight to lose. This can't be type two diabetes. People are just like, I mean, it must be here's what I'm saying. Medical school must be super easy. That's what I'm getting at. (laughs) I mean, I'm what I'm figuring is I'm a six hour course away from being able to take out your spleen. That's all.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, that would not surprise
0: me. Yeah. I just need to learn online apparently. <laughs> Kids don't even have to go to college anymore. I'm I'm just sitting in this chair away from being a surgeon, is what I'm thinking. I there don't you go. I, I don't know how with something as prevalent as diabetes, there couldn't be an extra 20 minutes worth of education about it for doctors. I mean yeah. just like put them all on the same page. Like how hard would it be to put everyone on the same page? about type one and type two diabetes. Hey, don't judge people by their body shape. Here's how you figure it out. Like, I don't know I don't understand why we can't fix little problems in the world. You know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry it happened to you, but still.
1: I mean it, it I knew I knew when I went in there, I was like this is gonna be I didn't think it would be as much of a fight as it ended up being. Yeah. But I knew that I would have to try and convince somebody. Right. And so they sent me from the ER up to the ICU because, I mean, I was I was pretty far gone into DKA at that point.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And my electrolytes were totally out of balance. So they're hooking me up to all kinds of bags. And I ask for the antibody test again. Oh, no, no, we're not going to do that here. That, that would happen in your regular room but you've got type two diabetes. Uh, okay. Why are you? Well, you're 38. Okay. You you can get type one, any age. And they're like, yeah, but this, this isn't type one. You can get DKA in, in type two. So I'm just, you know, I'm like, all right, pick and choose my battles. I'm not going to get anywhere with these people. Fine. I'll wait until I get down to the regular room get moved down to the regular room. And the overnight doctor was the first one who actually said, hey, all of that sounds reasonable. You have a very close relative with type one. Um you're not overly obese. Um I don't even know that I would be considered obese. Beth, anyway. Beth, are you um, trying to
0: knock out the other title with not overly obese? Overly obese? <laughs>
1: right. I mean I'm overweight, but I'm not Um, I'm also not the picture of a couch potato either. Right. Like I, I go hiking, I go walking. I am not an inactive person.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. And so she seemed totally fine. Ordered the test. Um, the morning doctor, the daytime doctor removed the orders from my chart. Really? Really? Oh, that's fucked up. It, yeah. And I hate cursing
0: because no later kidding. I'll have to edit that out. But that's really great. So you got to the right. You did. By the way, I, I appreciate how you handled this. You ask everybody. Then you assess who are the decision makers in the room. Recognize that this isn't going to go anywhere. Keep moving. Keep asking. Find the person who finally makes sense. And then the next chucklehead comes in and takes it off again. Yeah. So you're anyway. three for four. Bad doctors so far. You've ER, ICU, overnight, morning, and you found one. Yeah, and the other ones knocked that one right out of the contention. Yeah. Uh huh. Interesting. Go ahead.
1: So, um, then we move about um the day, and they they've switched me off. You know, because they've moved me out of ICU, I'm no longer on insulin drips. I'm now on uh, pens. So, um, you know, I think the first meal that I ate was a dinner and I, you know, I said, okay, how many carbs? Cause I'm thinking, I don't know how much you guys are shooting me up with and you guys aren't checking my blood sugar as often as I'd like anyway. So I'm definitely not going to under eat this first go around. And they said 40 to 60. Well, okay. So I'm going to order 60 carbs because I don't trust a single person in here. (laughs) (laughs)
0: except the guy and he's gone now or the (laughs) lady was she the overnight was was the overnight doc a woman or a man i'm sorry it
1: was it was a woman okay she's gone now right yeah and so then my so my blood sugar went high overnight and they're like okay you know how much how much did you And i said well you told me it covered you know up to 60 carbs so i ordered 60 carbs oh uh let's try and knock that down to 40 okay So I had an omelet and a bagel for breakfast, and by lunch, my blood sugar went up to 400-something. Yeah,
0: hospital bagels are not even, like,
1: they're not even even grocery
0: store bagels, (laughs) which are not even bagels. And for those of you who don't live on the East Coast, you have no idea what a bagel is, Uh, and that's a judgment straight from me.
1: I really probably don't, especially considering, like... My exposure has been Texas bagels. Yeah, so
0: it's not even a thing. You don't even understand yeah. what you're doing, right? So <laughs> it's great. It's like when my brother tells me he's getting pizza, you're not getting pizza. You're in Wisconsin. Stop <laughs> it. Um, it, it. So okay. I, <laughs> so I <now, laughs> they've successfully jacked your blood sugar back up again, <laughs>
1: right? And blaming me because I shouldn't be eating a bagel. Um, never mind that they're they're giving me insulin. So I don't think the bagel's the problem. I think it's the lack of insulin, but you know that's fine. Um, and at this point is when the arguments with the daytime doctor really start because I was very insistent on getting this test and she just refused to put it. and I hadn't realized that she had removed it from my chart. Hmm from my orders. Yeah, how would you know? And so um, I'm relatively speaking a fairly mild mannered person. Um, But it hit a point around 4 o'clock that afternoon during shift change where there were two nurses and both of the techs um, in my room as I was shouting that If only there was some way to figure out which type of diabetes I have. Oh, right. There's a fucking test. (laughs) Why don't you order it?
0: (laughs) You, You were yelling this?
1: Yes, with the door open. So I'm sure I was like, very well looked upon by the rest of the hospital staff at that point, but I didn't care. I wanted my tests. I wanted the only reason I walked into the ER was to get a diagnosis and to get my blood sugar down.
0: Right, right.
1: And they weren't really doing either one of those things.
0: So, <laughs> they, were they still charging you though? I imagine you were getting billed every day, $10,000 a day to be there.
1: Oh, thankfully, I have. Pretty good insurance, yeah. but I did see what the original amount was, and I was like, there's no way your guys are getting that money out of me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no one's paying that for your scattershot help. Um, sure. Well, well what ends up being, like, do you figure it out in the hospital? Like, does somebody save you, or how does this so, do end up at an endo?
1: So, pretty much what ended up happening was the overnight doctor came in, and I'd made so much noise. The nurse asked her about the, the test. And she said, well, I ordered that last night. Why wasn't it drawn? So they drew the, they put the order back on and made sure to have the blood drawn before the daytime doctor came in. And she was super thrilled when she found out that I had done this, that I would worked my way around her. (laughs) Um, And then I was out of the hospital, I think two days after that. And somehow, ha- and during this time, you know, my husband was calling endos around town, trying to get me in somewhere. And there was a doctor who could see me first thing in January. I think and I was like, you know what? They're going to give me enough insulin to, to get me through January. It'll be fine.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, got out of the hospital on a Saturday Um, Monday I got a call from the endo office saying hey we had a cancellation for tomorrow can you come in oh heck yes I can
0: (laughs) you might uh, (laughs) by the way uh, I'm sorry are we going to get to the endo's office and find out that these people are in inept too or is this somebody does this get to be a good story
1: (laughs) this is yeah No, the endo is great Great, the endo is fantastic excellent uh, and so I go in and, you know, I'm explaining to him the situation. He was like, they didn't do any diagnostic tests. And I said, well, I had to beg and plead for the antibody test, but it hasn't come back yet. And he just kind of sighs and he said, okay, well, we'll order a C-peptide and we'll order an, an antibody test. And I got the results from the endo before I got the results from the hospital. Okay.
0: I want to jump ahead a little bit, but I do have to ask you, did you ever go to the doctor that canceled the orders? Have you sent them like, like a card that says, I have type one diabetes, you suck or something like that? Or Uh, no, no,
1: but I did file a formal complaint against her with the hospital and I let them know that she misdiagnosed me. Oh, fun times.
0: Good for her. Yeah. Yeah, Try harder. Um, (laughs) So now how long ago was this? Six months?
1: Yeah. A little less than six months. But yeah.
0: How was it going for you? What, how are you finding the transition for yourself versus what your experience was with your son?
1: So it's been a little, it's had both its seamless parts and it's less seamless parts. So, you know, once I got the official diagnosis, I was able to go into my endo and say, and, and actually when I had gone into him the first time he'd. I said, I, want to, I came in here for two things. I want a diagnosis and a Dexcom. And I left with the Dexcom. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty awesome. Did they give you the um, whole setup
0: or did they give you that hello Dexcom thing?
1: No, no. They gave me a transmitter and a sensor.
0: Yeah. But did it? Did the box say hello Dexcom on it? Do you I remember? Think so. Yeah. That's a new program they have where doctors are, have those in their offices. Yeah. That's interesting. But, cool.
1: It was it was pretty awesome. I have to say, like it was, I was like Christmas came early. <laughs> um,
0: well, actually, late because didn't this all happen six months, like right right at
1: Christmas? Right, it did. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> um, the endo, I I had my first, very first appointment with the endo. I think two or three days before Christmas.
0: Oh wow! Oh, so that whole story happened very quickly then. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then Christmas did indeed come early. Uh,
1: It did. It was awesome. I was like, hey, I can actually eat on Christmas because I can see what my blood sugar is doing. And now I have an insulin to carb ratio, so I can actually figure out how much insulin I need for stuff.
0: Yeah. Are you using uh, pens still?
1: I am not. Uh, That was another issue was that they sent me – the hospital sent me home with with pens uh, but no needle caps. And when they sent the prescriptions in – They sent a prescription in for pens, which weren't covered by my insurance and did not send in any needle cap prescriptions. (laughs) So they were super helpful. I ended up having to use Jack's insulin and leftover syringes when when he was still on MDI.
0: Right, I'm just laughing because you you just imagine at some point in a story, (laughs) something would go right. (laughs) And, and, And you're down into the nitty gritty now, right? Of like. The the syringes they gave you, and you (laughs) still—it's fascinating. It really, and 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 I want to bring this up. I've been thinking this for thirty minutes now. You're a younger person who has a child with type one diabetes. Imagine you're fifty five years old, don't know anything about diabetes. This exact health thing happens to you. You are in your house right now, taking metformin, thinking you have type two diabetes.
1: Oh yeah. Well, or if I had gone to the hospital. Because I at that point I would have been comatose,
2: mm.
1: you know. Yeah. I would have been back in the hospital because they didn't send me home with insulin that I could use or anything to use it with.
0: Right now, yeah, the, you you basically are the the source of all information in this scenario. Right, no one else is helping you. Except the one doctor who apparently they only let work when the sun's not up for some reason. Right. Yeah.
1: Don't want her actually talking to the patient. Yeah. She might get ideas.
0: She might she might figure out what's wrong with them. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Uh so
1: <laughs>
0: so you're I'm sorry, are you using a pump now?
1: I am. I yeah. So I got on into an omnipod um I think two days before my wedding. So that would have been February 10th.
0: Wow. And your son uses which pump?
1: Omnipod. Oh,
0: well, you just have a big stack of them. The right.
1: Hospital. We we have interchangeable matching equipment. We use everything the same except for our insulin.
0: No kidding. Really, what insulin do you use?
1: So I'm on Novolog and Jack is on Hemolog.
0: Really? Is that an insurance?
1: Both, it's Yeah, it's insurance. Funny enough, we both have Blue Cross Blue Shield, but we have two different versions
0: of blue cross blue shield i see i see wow um is it scary or giving Um, yourself insulin or let me say that in english is it scarier giving yourself insulin or giving it to a kid
1: to a kid
0: okay do you know why
1: um I guess it's the idea of if a train's coming at you and you can throw your kid out of the way first, that's what you're going to do, right?
0: All right. So you feel like if there's the possibility you're going to make a mistake, you you feel less frightened about making it on yourself than on him. Yeah. Okay. Do you use a lot more insulin than he does? Or are you honeymoon? Oh, yeah.
1: Insurance? No. Oh, no, 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 no. I straight went to 30 when I was still on MDI. It was... 30 units of love Mirror, like from the get-go.
0: Okay. And, and uh, was that hard for you? Like because of the number?
1: I mean, the first couple of times I was just like, Oh, this better go. Right. And then it went right a couple of times. So I was like, okay, you know, I mean, height, weight, age, here we are. Hmm. And then it was, I think that also allowed Jordan and I to kind of reassess, like, okay, this is where we're going. Like, this is where Jack's going to get to at some point, so we know that there's just going to be incremental increases along the way.
0: Ah, oh, good. So, it gave you some insight, because that's where people struggle a lot. Their kids get bigger, and they don't use any more insulin, and they're like, I don't understand his blood sugars are going up now. Like, well, he weighs 12 more pounds than he did last year, and you're... Still have them on a 0.35 basal rate, you know, like exactly. that kind of thing. Uh, oh, so that it was helpful, eye opening for you for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I hear adults all the time tell people, like with kids who have type 1, they're like, wait till you see how much insulin you use when you're older. It's going to freak you out. And, yeah. uh, you know, what's the biggest it, bolus you've made in a meal?
1: Um, I think I've probably done 25 or 30 units for yeah. a meal before. Yeah.
0: Do you feel like, are you like superior in that situation? You're like, Jack, look at this.
1: I, <laughs> I have shown him a couple of times because he'll like, he'll see a five unit bolus and like, that's a big meal for him. And I'll be like, hey, hey, come here, look at this. See, mommy's getting 25 units. Right. <laughs> His eyes just, you know, big as He's
0: still little too, right? Like, what is he, 10?
1: Uh, he'll be nine in September, actually.
0: Yeah. yeah I mean, that's, that's he's a, still- still like a little kid yeah uh, was it i just like stuttered through 18 sounds and didn't make one word um (laughs) everyone go back and listen that again i was like "Eh, eh, eh, (laughs) i felt (laughs) stupid while i was doing it um how's his reaction been to you having type one
1: so that that's kind of a funny thing in itself um as we were heading out the door to drop me off at the ER. Because it was a family adventure, um, he says to me, "Honestly, Mom, I'm kind of scared, but I'm kind of excited to not be the only one in the house with diabetes anymore."
0: Aww. I understand that. And there
1: was there was part of me that kind of wanted to go, "Well, Merry frickin Christmas, kid."
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> Jack, listen, I gotta tell you something. I see where this would bring you <laughs> comfort, but I'm really hoping it's not that. <laughs>
1: Well, and that, that was kind of the other thing too, is, is I was kind of hoping it was type one because I didn't want to have to learn another disease.
0: Right. I understand. I mean,
1: you know, I know that sounds kind of weird because everybody's like, no, no, no. Shouldn't you hope that it's type two? Cause you can make that go away. And I'm like, Oh God, I've got to relearn everything. If it's that, like, if it's type one, just slap the stuff on me and let me go.
0: Yeah. At least you didn't need a coochiectomy. right? Yeah, or whatever would have happened. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm, obviously, I'm
2: not. No, not I'm not.
0: No, I'm not an OBGYN uh, by trade. <laughs> I have then, uh, what you might call a tangential understanding of the area, but I nothing medical. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I I get that. Like, well, at least I won't have to learn something new. Is a reasonable <laughs> like thought, honestly. And has it brought him comfort? Do you think? <laughs>
1: think so um you know we were going through um some periods where he was screaming pretty loud with his pod changes Mm -hmm. and um you know i had him do a couple not do my pod changes but i had him activate them yeah and um You know, I would just look at him and I wouldn't make a sound. And I was like, all right, I'm doing this every three days. Why are you screaming? And it's kind of allowed us to kind of reframe some of that for him of, you know, this. It's it's something that we just have to do. And there's times where it sucks there's times where it definitely sucks and there are, there have been, I, I say there are some days where I don't want a diabetes.
2: Mm-hmm. And those are like
1: the diet. days where, you know, I probably eat more cheese and nuts and salami that is really healthy. Um, because I just don't want to mess with my blood sugar. Okay. I just don't want to mess. I know I'm going to have to eventually because of the protein and the way all of that works. Um, But I don't have to mess with it the way that I would like eating a sandwich. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Um, I I mean, I've seen Arden do that. Like, just be like, I'm just having a salad for dinner because I just, I'm not up for this today. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can understand that. Do you ever see Jack do it?
1: Um. He hasn't really hit that point. And I think that's because we haven't really transferred any of the ownership of it over. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's still eight. So um, we will have him bolus himself sometimes, um, but we don't have him try to count up the carbs or anything. Although he did get really excited when I showed him the food library. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, in the dash. Because he was like, Oh, I can show this to dad. And now when we get McDonald's, we can just go in here and I can bring it up on the menu. <laughs> like
0: You're like, yes. Or oh, could you not go to McDonald's? Would that be easier? Please help me. Someone help <laughs> me. Anybody help me? <laughs> well, it is a nice feature to have that. Do you find the food library comes pretty close for the carbs?
1: Um, it comes relatively close. Um, usually what happens with us is Um, almost without fail when we're doing those higher carb meals is it'll be on a day where we've had more activity. And so Jack and I will end up, you know, snacking on something later. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're still trying to figure that out. We've done a few family hikes and it took a couple of those for us to kind of really realize, okay, we just need to cut the basil like in half for the duration of this. Um, So it, it is, kind of one of those things where I feel like I'm helping him learn more quicker um, because he also sees me doing it.
0: I have to be honest. I'm just thinking I joked earlier about it because I was just being stupid, but now I definitely want to keep the podcast going for like six more years and have you back again because I'm, <laughs> I can't wait to figure out what you guys figure out together like as he heads off to college and right. you know what I mean? And you're like, it's just, it's, it's going to be like a, a, it's a strangely fascinating journey, especially that you're diagnosed after him. I don't mm-hmm. know why I find that to be more like unique.
1: It It's not super common is, yeah. is what I've picked up on. It's, it's happened. Um, you know, there's a, there's a few people in a couple of Facebook groups, but um, it's not super common for what I've, and, and to have the ages be so spread. Right. Cause like you don't have a ton of two year olds being diagnosed and then you don't have a ton of 38 year olds being diagnosed either.
0: Yeah. You guys got both.
1: Right. That's yeah. The, I I have actually said to people, I was like, don't try and throw any kind of, um, you know, numbers or statistics at me. Cause they just don't apply to this house. <laughs>
0: Do you guys have any other um, autoimmune stuff?
1: Um, Well, and that's actually why we thought that I might have ended up having LADA that I ignored. um, Because I also, within the last uh, six years, developed um, asthma and eczema.
2: Mm. Yeah,
0: those are both like autoimmune, right? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Look at this. Well, well, well. What a little train wreck this is! I enjoyed this conversation very much. Um, Does the kid look nervous? The baby is she like? Hey, you dodgy. Uh, two with your diabetes?
1: I mean, she. You know,
0: she don't know, but I mean, are you gonna? No, she
1: does. No, she does. She absolutely one hundred percent. Like,
2: oh, okay. Um,
1: to say so. So I'm. I've been in counseling for five years. Right. And Jack's been in counseling for three or four and Evie's been in counseling for a couple of years. And I just, I, part of that with me is, you know, I have on top of everything else um, I have bipolar and ADD. And so mental health is something that is very important to me
2: mm-hmm.
1: and trying to set the kids up for success with that as well. Cause it's, I mean, just the odds are one of them is going to end up with this other fun disease as well. Um,
0: trying to be ahead of it. That's really a good idea, right, actually. Hey, right. you know, you're, you've are you got to be like, I got to be five or six people deep into type one and bipolar. People just bring it, like it, it just comes up more and more. Have you heard the bipolar episodes?
1: I, I haven't caught up to those yet. Oh, um, you're going to get to a couple ca- of them. Yeah. 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 No, I did um I did listen to Donnie's on trauma and addiction, yeah. which was super cathartic. Oh. Um, that was a really great one to, to hear. Um and then I I had kind of said, Oh, I need to get to these other ones, but I'm very particular in what in listening to everything chronologically. <laughs>
0: Hey, I don't want to get in the way of your craziness. You do whatever you need to do. That's fine with me. Hey, yeah, you yeah. know, we're
1: all a little crazy. It's yeah. just which brand are you? Whatever,
0: whatever works for you, I'm 100% okay with. As long as you're um, subscribed in a podcast app, downloading new episodes and listening, you can do it in any order you want. Uh, but, and and if Donnie will hear this and he'll be very happy to know that the, uh, the episode was valuable for you. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I'm I, so what you'll hear me do when they're on is I'm Googling. You know, it points, and there are doctors who see bipolar as autoimmune. Um, that would be- you're like, why not?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, chunk it in
0: there. <laughs> uh, one of the more recent discoveries in the study of bipolar disorder is that autoimmune disease may play a role in the conditions development. Studies have found that having an autoimmune disease or suffering a severe infection increases the risk of having bipolar disorder. That's all. That's all I know. But uh, I all I can tell you is that the number of people who are on the show who mentioned bipolar are starting to stack up. So it's sort yeah. of like it's not not quite up to the speed of like, and I have hypothyroidism. Uh,
1: right. Which yeah. Just,
0: which is just like, I bought this purse and I got this great handbag uh, to put it in. Like, you know, that just seems like at this point, like one goes with the other for most people. It's right. Not, it's not quite up to that. But I am noticing people mentioning it. So Yeah um anyway it's interesting at the very least i'm not the people who are fighting with it to them it's a horror (laughs) but uh it's interesting it it
1: really is and i'm i'm actually coming off of um this is my last week of a six-week leave of absence uh due to a a depressive episode so
0: is is it it, can you feel it like i'll let you go after this because we're over time but do you like notice it happening are you like do you feel like warning signs coming and you can get like at least make plans to be ahead of it a little bit or how does that work
1: yeah so so, some some of them i can um this last one was um pretty detrimental to the point to where i i had been able to sustain most of my mental health for about 10 to 13 years without medication and, um, the, uh, the, this last episode, um, I needed to go back on medication. Okay. How long is it? And been? so that this last one really kind of hit me, I don't want to say out of nowhere, but it was, um, there wasn't a foreseeable trigger to it.
0: Okay. Does the medication impact your blood sugar at all?
1: Um, oddly, if it does anything, it makes it easier to control and it drops it. Oh, okay. And that, that might also be, so I also got, so I'm on an, um, I'm on an antipsychotic, which I'm sure my exes would all say like, yeah, that fits. Um, (laughs) so I'm on an antipsychotic and, um, a stimulant for ADD. And so it's kind of hard to tell which one is doing which, um, but my blood sugar has definitely been easier to get lower. Okay.
0: Can I ask one question and then just preface it by saying you don't have to answer it? Like we can just end up, uh, like I'll ask it. And if you want to answer it, you can. And if you don't want to answer it, I'll skip to saying goodbye to you and I'll cut out the part where I asked it. Okay. Um, sure thing. The, did you have some sort of a trauma earlier in your life?
1: I actually have complex uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. Oh, so Got it. yes, yes. several.
0: I see. All right. Because Donnie's episode was a weird one to call up for me. Like, it, you got that out of You pulled that one out of left field when I was talking, while you were talking. And also, if bipolar can be triggered by an infection, you had bipolar before you had type 1, which is what made me ask. Yeah. So, got it. Okay. Uh, wow, Beth. You up for this again in, a, in five or six more years? Oh, well, sure. Whatever. On, we'll just get you on the calendar right now
1: it seems like we might have to as far out as your books.
0: do you know well first of all this won't go up for like six months and that has nothing right. to do with you but do you know that yesterday yesterday june 8th 2021 someone booked a recording for june 6th
1: 2022 oh my gosh
0: and i felt kind of like proud when it happened
1: oh yeah I was absolutely like, this
0: thing is so busy People are like, I can do it in a year. I'd love to, no trouble at all. Knowing full well that they're going to wait a year to say something that won't be heard for eighteen for eighteen months from the day they write it. I was really touched by, like, r- proud in a like a like in a humbled way. Like, I was really touched by the idea that someone that it would mean enough for someone to be on the podcast for them to to go through those kind of machinations to do that. It was really cool. Yeah. So. Um, I'm glad you reached back out again. I'm super sorry you got diabetes, um, but great story.
1: Well, thanks. Yeah, no, I'm. I I did I did say to to my husband, you know, if there was going to be one of us in the house to get it to make Jack feel more included, um, I'm glad it was me.
0: Yeah, no, I understand that. Well, you're gonna provide a real great comfort for him that you might never fully appreciate but you know he's like his mom you know what i mean right yeah Yeah. it's pretty great actually in a really strange way not a lot of people talk about (laughs) diabetes the way i do
1: (laughs) hey you know i i always said to jack everybody's got something we found his out early and we found out a few of mine a little bit later (laughs)
0: You know, one day I'll get it and it, you'll just hear me like go kicking and screaming. Like when it happens to you, I'm like, you know, it's great that your son's got a, com- it'll happen to me one day and I'll just be on here for three hours, just mumbling into the microphone like,
1: yeah, I, you know, just,
0: I'm like it got me, it got me, like, I, you know, I won't, you know, I won't handle it nearly as well as I talk about it. That's for certain.
1: Right. Well, and I think if it had happened in any year besides 2020, I would have had that same reaction, but given the entirety of 2020 like once it hit in december i was just like oh this figures yeah this yeah. is this is how 2020 ends for me why okay. not
0: i thought a meteor <laughs> was gonna hit the house but this is just as good right. yeah. <laughs> Jeez, wow well you've got the most interesting story at christmas dinner next year that's for certain <laughs> i mean no joke. virtual christmas dinner no oh, we
1: god i hope not this christmas do you know
0: <laughs> let me, let me, I do have to go in a second. Actually, I'm recording okay. twice today. So I have to go collect myself before I do this again. But um super boring story. I had to replace the pressure valve on our hot water heater yesterday.
2: <clears throat>
0: Those of you who <laughs> think I'm famous uh now realize I'm not. Uh, but um I met the Home Depot, and I believe I was the only person wearing a mask in Home Depot.
2: Aww. And that
0: took me by surprise. I'm vaccinated, but I just like, I was like, I don't know. It's in the car. Like, I put it on. You know what I mean? Like, just seemed right. like I, I'm super happy to have not had a cold for the last 18 months, really. So, like, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. No,
1: no, no. I mean, you know, there there are things about the Northeast that I'm very, very much jealous of uh, right now because I am not, I'm originally from Wisconsin mm-hmm. when Wisconsin was a very blue state. And I currently live in Dallas, Texas.
0: Uh, do you think it's Do you think it's politically motivated by people's mask wearing?
1: Uh, I think some of it is, huh. yeah. uh, and I, I think uh, I think here specifically it has been.
0: Okay, I I, f- I have to admit I pick it up and I'm like I don't know if this is really necessary or not at this point, but what the hell? Like I don't feel like right. forced to do it. I'm just like, why? I mean, it hasn't bothered me. I've been doing it for a while. It really doesn't bother me, and so. But I've I'm vaccinated and I was like, Yeah, like I mean, I don't know. Like I it just didn't occur to me. I'm sure one day it won't. Having said that, I was with my son somewhere a couple of weeks ago in a place where um it's like a, a private place, there weren't a ton of people in it, and you had to prove if you were vaccinated or not. And if you if you were, you didn't have to wear a mask, and if you weren't, you did. And I went in there without a mask and I never thought twice about it. I know it seems it's all kind of arbitrary. I don't really it's, know how I feel about any of it, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's you know, I, I think I'll feel better about it once I'm able to get the kids vaccinated because mm-hmm. that that's always been that's always been the the leading factor for me is yeah. um is their health. And that should right? be
0: soon, right? Though by age, you you can they're eligible uh, now, right?
1: I think. I think, well, Jack will be eligible before Evie because he'll be nine in September, but Evie's still six.
0: Really? It's Texas. I thought you're allowed to do whatever you wanted.
1: Well. (laughs) Not that? That's the one thing you're not allowed to do? That's the one thing you're not allowed to do, apparently.
0: Well, I think if you could put the vaccine on a bullet, you would be allowed to shoot somebody with it. See, there you go. That's
1: thinking outside the box. I don't
0: know if that would work, how the vaccines work, exactly. Again, not a doctor. (laughs) Um, So I'm not (laughs) certain. Nothing you hear on the
1: Juicebox podcast is medical. should be considered advice, medical or otherwise.
0: It's barely common sense. It's definitely not medical advice. Um, (laughs) Well, I really appreciate you doing this and taking the time. Well, thank
1: thank you. you. No, thank you very
0: much. It's been a joy. uh, getting back together with you again. I can't believe you were on like seven years ago. It's insane. (laughs) Um, It's insane that I kept this going, but it's even more insane that you're like aware of it still. And that's crazy. Uh, uh, Oh, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. It's It's hard for me to help.
0: Oh, I'm I'm so happy. It's just hard for me to fathom. Like you have to put yourself in my shoes. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm like, I'll do a thing. And seven years later, it's like, oh, it comes out three times a week. And it's listened to like, constantly by like all over the world. And that was, I didn't think all that was going to happen. You know, I definitely didn't think like back then I was, I probably was like, I can't believe I tricked these people into coming on my podcast and nobody listens to. And, <laughs> but, but for you coming on, you help build it. Like there's a great story. There are great stories in the beginning that, that helped build the podcast. So it, it should be interesting for you to know. And then I will let you go that in the first 24 hours that your episode is out, it will it will be heard more than probably your first episode's entirety.
1: Oh, wow. Isn't that weird? Yeah, that's so, kind of wild.
0: The podcast gets more downloads a day now than it would have taken four months in the first year to get as many downloads as I get in a day now. Wow. And that's bizarre. Like, I'm flabbergasted by it still. Like, I, I will never be accustomed to it.
1: And still... You know, I it's a more. testament to the good work you're doing.
0: Well, I just want more. That's nice of you to say, but I just, I want, I want it to reach more people. Um, I want to win. That's I don't funny. even know what I'm trying to win, Beth, but I, whatever it is, I want to win it.
1: You're, you're trying to win diabetes. Uh,
0: it's probably an illness. Um, the, the competitive nature is likely, I've probably bumped my head when I was a little kid, but, but in honesty, I, I really, if the podcast is helpful to people, then it feels incumbent to try to reach more people. So yeah. That's how it feels to me, for real, when I'm not joking about it. I'd like to thank TouchedbyType1.org for being a longtime sponsor of the Juicebox podcast and remind you to check them out on Facebook and Instagram and go see what they're doing at 1.org I also want to thank Beth for being a returning guest after seven years and sharing her story as it grows. Maybe I'm going to have to have on some more return guests. This was really interesting. I like catching up with Beth. If you're enjoying the Juicebox podcast, please leave a fantastic rating and review wherever you listen. And don't forget to subscribe and follow in the podcast app that you're listening in right now. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back soon with another episode of the Juicebox podcast.